Life Audio. Hello, listeners. My name is Shara Donahue, and welcome to The Bible Never Said That. We are currently in a series called The Bible Out of Context, where instead of popular sayings that are biblically unsound, we are looking at actual Bible verses that people use in a way that distorts the Bible's actual meaning. Our main theme for today will center around the administration of judicial justice versus dispensing our own personal justice as we explore Exodus 21, 24 through 25, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. Most people who use this out of context only quote eye for an eye and use it as justification for harming someone who has harmed them. A I'll do unto you what you did unto me mentality. The phrase eye for an eye shows up in three of the five books of the law, the first time being in Exodus 21, the chapter right after the Ten Commandments. When people say the books of the law in reference to the Bible, they are referring to the first five books of the Bible, which are also known as the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Genesis contains the first covenants. Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers lay down the law, and Deuteronomy rehashes and adds a little to what has already been said. Let's surround the verse with a bit more context looking at Exodus 21, 22 through 25. When men strive together and hit a pregnant woman, yep, that's what I said, so that her children come out, but there is no harm, the one who hit her shall surely be fined, as the woman's husband shall impose on him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. But if there is harm, then you shall pay life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. Eye for an eye also shows up in Leviticus 24, 17 through 20, which states, Whoever takes a human life shall surely be put to death. Whoever takes an animal's life shall make it good life for life. If anyone injures his neighbor, as he has done it, shall be done to him. Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Whatever injury he has given a person shall be given to him. And Deuteronomy 19, 16 through 21 comes in a different shade, but it's still the same color. It says, if a malicious witness arises to accuse a person of wrongdoing, then both parties to the dispute shall appear before the Lord, before the priests and the judges who are in office in those days. The judges shall inquire diligently. And if the witness is a false witness and has accused his brother falsely, then you shall do to him as he had meant to do to his brother. So you shall purge the evil from your midst. And the rest shall hear and fear and shall never again commit any evil among you. Your eye shall not pity, it shall be life for life, 
eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Take note that sometimes in order to look at something in context, there is a lot of context to cover. Things we should notice here. God cares for children in the womb. He cares for human life in general, and he wants true and right justice to be carried out. These laws were given so that those who were making judgment between parties had procedures to operate from. This type of retribution justice was not unique to the Israelites. It was seen in many neighboring cultures as well. You can find similar content in the Code of Hammurabi, which holds over 280 Babylonian laws, and scholars believe that this code dates back even further than the Book of Exodus. Hope Bullinger reported that in many Middle Eastern cultures, in some lands beyond, during the Old and New Testament, people operated off a karma-esque principle, that if someone harms you in a certain way, they receive a punishment to repay for the damages. Some people think eye for an eye is too harsh a punishment, and others believe it to be too light of a punishment. But this law forced civil authority to ask the question, does the punishment match the crime? The danger here comes when people begin to distribute their own justice. We all like to play judge, jury, and executioner with those who have wronged us, but this is not what we are called to do. Remember, Romans 12, 19 through 21 says, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This means if your spouse cheats on you, you do not fix it by cheating on your spouse and then calling it even. But eye for an eye is in the scriptures, so we need to take the time to wrestle with verses that can appear contradictory at first glance. The good news is that when it comes to these verses from the book of the law, we have Jesus' Sermon on the Mount to clarify the heart and intention we should be carrying with us. The same principle is recorded in Luke's account of the Sermon on the Mount as well. If you look at the Sermon on the Mount carefully, you will see that Jesus is often correcting the ways in which Old Testament law has been abused. He does it with divorce as well. He wants his people to understand the spirit of the law, not to seek to manipulate the law to do what is convenient for them at the moment. Crosswalk teaches that Jesus is not revoking the Old Testament decree of eye for an eye. Instead, he is delegating the responsibility of the civil authority to penalize criminals rightfully from the responsibility we all have in a personal context to love our neighbors and enemies. So we see here again the difference between the court's justice and our own justice. Jennifer Slattery says that God gave us the law to create an orderly and fair governing system among the ancient Jews. These rules were designed to protect and unite, not harm and divide. Seeing the gross and selfish abuse of God's commands, 
Jesus pointed all who would listen to a truth revealed within the very pages of Scripture. God's heart and instructions are driven by love from beginning to end. When we understand the context within which an eye for an eye appears and the compassionate nature of our God, the words take on a much richer meaning. We see in them not anger or vengeance, but rather a father's loving care. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. We desperately need the Father's loving care and the Father's justice. We follow 1 Peter 3, 8-9 by having unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. We don't repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless, for to this you were called that we may obtain a blessing. And we follow 1 Thessalonians 5.15, not repaying anyone evil for evil, but always seeking to do good to one another. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people, says Hebrews 10.30. Though we might judge rightly, as we covered last episode, we know that God is the ultimate justice bringer. As Dane Ortland writes in his book, Gentle and Lowly, Jesus walked through my death, and he didn't simply die, he was condemned. He didn't simply leave heaven for me, he endured hell for me. He, not deserving to be condemned, absorbed it in my place. I, who alone deserved it, that is his heart. Jesus bore the wrath we deserved and paid the price we couldn't pay. Ultimately, God's greatest rescue plan brought justice and mercy into a perfect dance. But it was not we who paid the price. For that, we should always be grateful and should desperately try to be more like our wonderful Savior. Will you pray with me? Father God, there are times we want to declare our own justice upon our neighbor, our nation, our world. And that is not for us to decide, but for you to distribute. Give us the patience and forbearance 
to turn our cheek to those who wrong us and lift our head towards you. We need not be afraid of the wrath of man when we stand in the grace of you, our Lord. Thank you that you do desire order in society, that you gave laws that were meant to help your people prosper, and that you correct us when we start to twist your truth into our agenda. Keep us far from these distortions and in your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for sitting with me today as we dove into justice. My book recommendation this week is where my last quote came from today. It is Dane Ortland's Gentle and Lowly. It is always refreshing to look carefully at the character of Jesus, and this book will lead you into that and is built on a strong scriptural foundation. Honestly, I'm still working my way through the whole thing, but it has already been so good. I can say I think it will be worth your time. The verses, books, and articles referred to today can be found in the show notes at lifeaudio.com slash podcast or on iTunes. And thank you to those of you who have rated and reviewed this podcast. It is helping others to find us. As always, until next time, may you seek the abundant life that Jesus died to give and live in the truth that sets people free. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.